Imperfect. A few weeks ago, I walked into a local car dealership and inquired if they would take my old car as a trade-in. And if so, would they give me book value for my used vehicle? The salesman responded that my old car would first have to be evaluated at a local testing center. But don't they always find something wrong with the used car, even if it is in excellent shape and condition, I asked. The salesman's honest reply, the testing center would find something wrong with a brand new car from my showroom. God is perfect, his world may be perfect, and he can do anything or make anything with perfection, but most of us have imperfections, and especially in our character, actions, and speech. And certainly things that we create are not perfect. We strive for perfection, but it always eludes us. Our desire to please our Creator is so strong that Jews during the Holocaust went to great lengths to avoid desecrating Shabbat, often bribing guards or trading away food rations in order to sanctify the Holy Day, even under severe duress. One Jew asked Rav Oshri of blessed memory, who decided many halachic questions during the Shoah, if he could choose to work in the forced labor kitchen detail, which entailed less arduous labor and where he could obtain more soup for his weakened body, but would require him to cook on Shabbos rather than working in an in airfield construction, which was much more physically difficult. In addition, would he be allowed to eat food that he cooked on Shabbat, since if done on purpose, it is halachically forbidden to enjoy food that one cooked on Shabbat? Ravashu decided that not only could he work in the kitchen, the construction work also involved violating Shabbat, but since he was forced in any case, the food he cooked would be allowed to be eaten. But just the fact that the question was posed and answered reflects on our love of and devotion to God, our desire to be perfect Jews, perfect servants of heaven. But we are not perfect nor are our friends, family members, associates, and fellow synagogue members. That is why we should cut ourselves and everyone else some slack, especially at this time of year. A few weeks ago, we read in the Torah that we should appoint judges and officers in all your gates. Rav Biederman quotes Rav Levi Yitzchak of Bardichev, who says that this verse about judges means that we can choose on Rosh Hashanah how we will be judged. It is up to us. How? The verse there goes on to say, and they will judge the nation righteously. Rav Levi Yitzchak explains that we should read these phrases in reverse. If we judge others righteously, then we can choose how we will be judged. Meaning if we judge our friends, neighbors, and family favorably, we too will be judged favorably. So how will we be judged this Rosh Hashanah depends on how we judge others. Give them the benefit of the doubt, cut them some slack, and God will do the same for us. Multiple times, the Talmud teaches that whoever waives his rights of retribution against others, meaning whoever overlooks the wrong that was done to him by other people, that person has all his sins removed. Judge them favorably, overlook the wrong done to you, and God will likewise overlook your transgressions and treat you favorably. Shabbat shalom, ksiva v'chasim a good kebenshtior.